This is Indianapolis coach, Reggie Wayne, and you're listening to the For the Culture podcast. This is the For the Culture podcast. I'm your host, Luke Diamond. The Colts make another free agent signing, signing tight end Trey Burton from the Chicago Bears. He overlapped a few seasons with Colts head coach Frank Reich when he was the offensive coordinator in Philadelphia, and they won a Super Bowl together in 2017. Then, like most Super Bowl teams, coordinators become head coaches, backups become starters. Frank Reich leaves Philadelphia as the offensive coordinator, comes to Indianapolis to become a head coach. Trey Burton goes from Philadelphia after backing up Ertz for a number of years to Chicago to become a starting tight end. So we're getting a veteran tight end who has playoff experience, Super Bowl experience, and experience as a starter, as we saw in 2018 when he went to the Chicago Bears and had a really good season for the Bears his first season there in 2018. 16 games, 16 starts, 54 receptions for 569 yards and six touchdowns. So he had a borderline Pro Bowl season in 2018 throughout the course of his career was never a starter at least a full-time starter until 2018 but down the line from 14 to 18 15 games 16 games 15 15 16 before getting injured last season he had a groin injury earlier in the year and then he ends up going on the season ending IR in November has hip surgery in December and released last week by Chicago so he did not have a very productive season in 2019 but you got to cut him some slack because he's playing with Mitch Trubisky and he's playing injured because with Trubisky in the Nagy offense in 2018, he had a career season, a borderline Pro Bowl season. We're only one year removed from that, and he's only 28 years old at a position that ages more like wine, less like milk. Unlike a running back, by the time they're 28, they're already at the end of the line. Tight ends could play into their mid to late 30s. And when you look at the Colts' tight end core right now, we knew we were two tight ends short. A Frank Reich offense, especially now with Phillip Rivers, a quarterback who loves to throw to tight ends, we knew we were at least two tight ends short. We were most likely going to carry four tight ends this season. We have Doyle, we have Cox, and that's pretty much it. We lost Eric Ebron. Hal Henkis went to the Redskins after we had to release him. Rush Travis is on the Jets. So we knew we were two tight ends short. I didn't see the Colts drafting multiple tight ends in the 2020 draft, especially because when you look at this draft class, there's a lot of boomer bust guys, guys who have great upside, but they're more project players. They're coming from small schools. They haven't played great competition. They're converting from other positions or other sports. So it's more of a developmental tight end class in 2020. I didn't see Ballard taking two developmental tight ends that have boomer bust capability. You're already kind of working on a project with Mo Ali Cox, So you wanted another veteran to parlay with Jack Doyle. And that's, I think, what the Colts were looking for in Trey Burton, a guy who also has a relationship and found great team success with Frank Reich of Philadelphia winning a Super Bowl together. So I think it's a good move. I think it's a better move than people realize on the surface. Plus, what is this offseason going to look like? We're probably not going to have OTAs. What are team meetings going to look like? Are they all going to be done over Zoom? Are we going to have a training camp? Are we going to have a preseason? To bring in free agents that are familiar with the system, I think is going to be beneficial. So you look at Phillip Rivers, a 38-year-old quarterback. He doesn't need to go to Tampa and learn a new offense like 44-year-old Tom Brady. He's going to come to Indianapolis and play in an offense with Frank Reich and Nick Sirianni that he's already played in. So if we don't have a training camp or we have a limited training camp, if we don't have a preseason or we have a limited preseason, we have a quarterback that has been in the system before. Trey Burton, he's not coming in and playing in a whole new offense that he's never played in before. He's played 
in a Frank Reich offense before in Philadelphia, and he's been in that number two tight end role for a majority of his career playing under Zach Ertz. Now he'll play under and alongside Jack Doyle, and he's a willing blocker, unlike Eric Ebron, who refused to block and wasn't good at blocking. So now you have another dimension there where you could have Jack Doyle on the field for a running down or a passing down, or you could have Trey on the field for a running down or a passing down. It's not, okay, here comes Jack Doyle, we know exactly what play is going to be called, or okay, here comes Eric Ebron, we know it's obviously a passing down. Last year, the Colts offense was so predictable. If Marlon Mack's in the game with Jack Doyle, it's a run. If Naheem Hines is in the game with Eric Ebron, it's a pass. And we basically just telegraphed what we were going to do based on our personnel. So this season, I think we're going to be a little bit more hidden based on personnel, who's on the field, who's not on the field. I don't think it's going to be as telling as it was last season when we were basically showing our hand depending on who was in at running back or who was in at tight end. So I think that there's a lot of factors here that people aren't going to be thinking about, especially the short offseason. Same thing this morning. Marcus Johnson, he doesn't need to learn the system. He doesn't need to learn the offense. He's been in the system before. He's played under Frank Reich before. He's played under Nick Sirianni before, just last season, as did T.Y. and Pasco and Campbell. So I think that bringing guys in that know the system is going to be very advantageous in 2020 because we don't know what the future holds. Hell, I mean, we don't even know if we're going to have a season in September, but planning accordingly as if there will be a season, building a team as if we're going to play in September, not knowing what the summer will be like, I think that it's a very good idea to bring in guys that know the system, that know the coaching staff, who will be as comfortable as could possibly be without having a training camp and being able to get out on the field with their teammates. So I like this move. I think it's a good move. It's an under-the-radar move, but it's a move that I think we're going to come to appreciate in the long run, especially because we needed two more tight ends. A Frank Reich offense is not going to go into a season with three tight ends, one of them being Mo Ali Cox, who's still getting comfortable playing the sport of football and is more of a one-dimensional tight end at the moment, and a developmental rookie who's coming in from a small school. And we knew we were not going to draft two tight ends in the 2020 draft. So I think this is a good move. Earlier this week when I saw Trey Burton released, I immediately connected the dots. Frank Reich, Trey Burton, Philadelphia, Super Bowl champions, started all 16 games, had a very good season in 2018 with a subpar quarterback, and that's being nice in Mitch Trubisky. First year in the Nagy offense. So I like this move. Chris Ballard knows what he's doing, and now you take a little bit of pressure off yourself where you might not take a tight end or reach for a tight end in the third round on Friday. Maybe you wait a little bit longer now and you take a tight end later on because, like Jason was saying earlier this week when he was talking about different tight ends, a guy he likes a lot, Sullivan from LSU, didn't get a ton of opportunities because of Thaddeus Moss, and he is definitely more of a developmental guy. But if you could get him in the sixth or seventh round, six foot seven ridiculously long wingspan, which we know Chris Ballard loves, and a guy who could come in here, played in a pro-style offense, played in a high-power offense that had a ton of weapons. I think it takes a little bit of pressure off the Colts finding a tight end on day two, and maybe you could wait until day three to find a tight end because the Colts will carry four tight ends into the season. You will not see a three-tight end depth chart week one in 2020. So I think this is a good move. It's an under-the-radar move. It's a move people won't be talking about. But over time, I think it's going to grow on us. And I think Trey Burton, as long as he gets healthy, 
will make a nice impact on the Colts in 2020. Guys, tomorrow is the first round of the 2020 NFL Draft. The Colts don't have a pick at the moment. There's a possibility they trade up. I wouldn't bet on it. I don't think they're going to trade up. In my opinion, the Colts draft won't start until Friday. But the draft is here. And without basketball, baseball, hockey, without anything to watch on television, as far as live sports go, all eyes and ears will be on the NFL draft tomorrow night. So I'm excited. We'll get to know who's going to be on the board because come Friday night, the Colts have the second pick in the second round. So it's going to be awesome to see exactly who's on the board. And we're going to have the second pick. So if a guy like Mims is there, there's a great shot that he'll be there one pick later at 34. So an exciting time of year, especially without the other sports on TV to distract us from the coronavirus. The NFL is coming through for us with the NFL draft starting tomorrow night, round one. And then Friday, when the Colts picks start rolling in, we'll cover it all right here on the For the Coach podcast.